I must say, like, your family is literally, like, one of my favorite families on earth. Like, if there is one family that I feel like not only really, like, represents, like, say, Martin, really, like, from, like, just, like, the history of your family, but, like, you guys are, like, the most loving and, like, most supportive people I have ever met, like, on St. Martin, and I cannot imagine my life, like, not knowing your family because I love you guys so much, and it's, like, such an, like, a privilege for me to be so close with you guys and, like, see how you all are just freaking powerhouses just like incredible people such loving people and it's like I just am so inspired every time I like love I I I'm just so excited every time I know I'm hanging out with your family like I know it's gonna be a good day really? you know like I know like everything is gonna be straight but I'm curious like because you moved to the United States which was like I feel like the first time like this was like in like middle school when people were like moving and I was like wait like people are leaving like what's going on um and before that like you were pretty much already like had a name for yourself on the island because you were an incredible singer like you were so talented and you were smart and then you left and I was just like well damn but you went to America, you found your footing, and you are just representing St. Martin. Like, I'm just so, every time I see you post about, like, what you're going through with, like, med school and everything, like, I'm just so proud because, like, I know, like, how much being a doctor is important to you and, like, just, like, being that milestone in your family, but also, like, to see St. Martin women out here representing yes. excellence. Oh, my God. Like, I could cry. I'm just, like, I'm so proud. Like, I'm so proud. But I'm curious, like, how do you share your journey, like, especially since you moved to the United States? Because I feel like yeah. when people hear your story, like, it's incredible. Like, it's absolutely phenomenal. Like, even I, when I came to the States, like, I was, like, trying to keep up with you. I'm like, this girl got 4.0s. <laughs> I'm just trying to, okay, if Kaisha can do it, I could do it, you know. But I'm curious, like, how did you... I feel like did you always like know that you were like just like this super like just talented just like super curious person like I'm curious right. like how did you like because I feel like you just seem like you've always been this way but I'm sure like for you you're just like I'm figuring it out sis. exactly no it's the latter one it's the latter for sure um I mean first of all I love that you started with talking about my family because the conversation was going to go there eventually because I'm like I'm literally nothing without them um but yeah as far as the move and like looking back it's like I don't know how I did it. <laughs> like I, it really was just, I mean, I was third, no, I just turned 14 when I moved. So it's like, at that age, I barely know who I am. Nevertheless, like what I'm trying to do or the impact I'm trying to have. Um, and then it's like a year later, the blog starts just organically. And then from then on out, it's just been like people reading the story. And like you said, being like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm like, you know, it's all truth. It's all me and just sharing the reality of what my life is. But the fact that people relate to it so much or inspired by it, that keeps me pushing to just like share it more. Um, but yeah, definitely also <laughs> mentioning how I kind of made a name of myself on the island. Like, I think that's actually so funny because when I've gone back, I'd be like out at the bars and people come up to me. They're like, you were the singer. Like, you're like, and I think that's the best part about the island because, like, we really didn't know each other. Like, you know each other, you know each other's families. Like, and coming to the States, none of that, you it's don't have gone. any. It's gone. Like, it's gone. Just no out the door. Right. The Flemings and French Quarter. Like, who's that? Yeah, like, they're like, I'm sorry. What's a French Quarter? You mean New Orleans? Like, like right. 
<laughs> exactly. So it was definitely like coming here and just being myself and people were still found that inspiring and still found that impactful and that led to me making a name here in these huge universities or these huge you know states and stuff the same way that I kind of did on the island so yeah mostly I don't know how I did it but (laughs) I feel you like you look back and you're like how in the hell like even me like I'll reflect and I'll be like well damn like I really I done some shit haven't I (laughs) like you're just like what Yeah, that is exactly how it feels. Um, But it's also so important to reflect, too. I think the part about, like, sharing your story and, like, for me, whenever I meet someone, the first thing on my mouth is, like, oh, I'm from St. Martin. Like, I'm from a small island. I moved here, like, because I'm, like, just that part of reminding people where I'm from is, like, I don't want them to ever forget that. I'm, like, you see me, it's St. Martin. Like, I don't care how long I've been living in the States. I'm like, I'm yeah, not I am from not here. one of you. Okay. I'm not. I know I look like it. You just see black girl, but I'm not. It's a different, it's different, different. Like I feel exactly. you. Exactly. That I think like that is just one like minor thing that I do that I think makes such a difference. And people remember that too. It's like, oh wait a second, she was she was someone from that island. Hmm. And she had moved here. Oh yeah. And she also has a 4.0 doing all this amazing stuff. And you know. <laughs> So, yeah. They're like, if she can do it, what the hell am I doing? I feel like it's, like, part of, like, that immigrant, like, hustle. Like, when we move to a bigger country, like, we know where we're coming from. And we know, like, the grind that exists back there. And it's, like, I feel like being born on St. Martin, like, you have, like, this just resourcefulness. Like, this just, like, thirst, you know. And I don't know. Like, I've always admired that. And I feel like one thing that I struggled when I came to America was really trying to figure out, like, my identity. Because it's like when you come here, they don't see you as, like, a Caribbean person. Especially, like, I feel like we don't really have, like, strong, typical, like, Caribbean accents that people are, like, used to hearing when they think of the Caribbean. But to own, like, yeah, the first thing that you say is, like, yes, I'm a St. Martiner. Like, to say that with pride, to let them know, like, we here, like, we out here doing great things. I feel like it's so incredible and I I'm so happy like you are so you feel so empowered to own that you're a St. Martiner because I feel like so many of our people don't recognize like how powerful they are how like how incredible our people are and I'm like no I am so proud to be a St. Martiner I would not want to be anything else like nah like what there's nothing better like why would I want to be anything else like St. Martin is Oh, I can't. Like, it's everything. It's, it's everything. It's paradise. Exactly. It I, definitely, I definitely felt that same identity, like, crisis. Because it was, like, first when I moved, you know, it's new high school, everything. The goal was to fit in. I mean, the, that's what everyone does in high school, period. But a new country, like, yeah, the goal was to fit in. I remember certain things I would say, and people would be like, what? Like, I never had a thick accent, as you know. That can be a whole other conversation. I feel um, <laughs> I had the lingo you know what I mean I had the slang the words I remember being in the locker room in high school and I was like anyone have any cream 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 people looked at me they're like whipped cream <laughs> what kind of cream they're like it's called lotion like it was little things like that where I would like I literally started calling it lotion and like you know changing the way that I was speaking the way that I acted um but at some point towards the end of high school it was like that it doesn't feel right yeah like it's like you're missing something like it's just like yeah I was like now I fit in too much and now I feel disconnected from the island because the early it was me and my family in Aberdeen Maryland like there ain't no we were not in New York anything where at least you can tie in a little bit it's just (laughs) y'all like just us and we had I remember maybe one person in my high school that like 
their great great grandmother was Trinidadian. Like that was it. That's the closest I got to another Caribbean person. Um, so yeah, that part is also hard with moving away. It's like, you know, I think everyone has to go through the struggle of because your your instinct is to fit in. That's just human nature. But just remember, stay true to who you are, and you know, find ways to still bring that same Martinness in any place that you go. And I think I do that phenomenally like, like that one photo sis <laughs> i'm like thinking of it right now i'm just like oh my god uh, a queen it's queen energy queen energy like really, i tell it to everyone i was like when i graduate i'm like this is more than just me and like this is definitely for my island one for my family of course but then the bigger picture is the whole community it's the village like it really took a village to get here so but why maryland like out of every american state why, what made you guys go to Maryland? Honestly, great question. So we had um, my dad's brother already lived in Maryland. And so growing up, we would always come and visit. Um, and as Maryland's still close enough to New York, where there's a little bit of family, extended family members, you know, in New York and stuff like that. And then like the school systems were good. We already knew the state and that's how we ended up here. <laughs> I feel you. Stick yeah. with what you know. Just like, America is a Honestly. big place. <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, if you can have any family members, that's where you go, because it's hard to just be out here alone. I feel I feel that because when I moved to Michigan, it was me and my mama at first, just the two of us. And I was like, hello. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it is harder than people realize, because it's like you're so it's like it's literally you don't even realize that it's happened until you've already left. And you're like, oh shit what what yes. what did i do what am i doing why are we here why did we leave i don't understand and it's like when you start missing out on some of the milestones you'll be like yo i used to be 15 minute drive and i'm at this aunt's house or this cousin's place and now it's just like watching people grow up my little cousins and i'm like you know how it was growing up like especially my family we were tight cousins yeah y'all like, are tight yeah. tight as hell like that's what i very, always very admired cute. you guys are so tight yeah. like honestly and now like we're all in different places as far as all the cousins that are my age um but yeah it was hard to see like little cousins growing up and knowing that we would have been much closer um so yeah all of that makes it really really difficult i always tell people like my family is like top priority and so to be this far away yeah sometimes you just cry yourself to sleep there's nothing else you can do like <laughs> you're like we, we just you know shed our tears and come back flawless you know yeah yeah but the next day ain't nobody know i was crying last night next day i was like you know what i can either stay in bed and stay crying or i'm gonna go hit these classes and go hit up these meetings and do what i gotta do like basically my whole like it motivated me so much because i'm like why am I here? Like, like you're saying, but I turned that into like, okay, well, I'm going to make it a reason why I'm here. And like, I'm, I'm going to go open these doors. I'm going to shatter them ceilings. Exactly. I'm like, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm making the sacrifice to be this far away and not on a beach, sipping a cocktail, like with my family, like, come on now. So that's really like my number one source of motivation, honestly. Yeah. I mean, to have their support I mean I can only imagine like that it's just that is really like family love like that's like that's why I love you guys so much because it's like even though I'm not part of the family I'm part of the family you know what I mean like (laughs) any conversation I'll be like oh yeah how's Harsha how's this one like once you meet the family, that's it. Yeah, like, exactly. You're in the like you in it. It's awesome. Invited to every event. Like <laughs> exactly, For sure. exactly. Like I was always there, always there. I'm curious, like 
So what got you into singing or like what was like the first in like how did you know that you had talent for singing like actual like talent because you got you got the vocals like. Oh my gosh, I have the exact story. (laughs) So, I mean, first of all, I was singing since I was young, like literally, I don't know, like since I could talk, I could sing is what my family would say. But I think when I knew I had talent, it was the LU talent show, second grade, I believe. And it was like Miss Amisa, shout out to her. She was the choir director and she had me do like a little duet. And all of a sudden, I'm like, they're on the stage, and it was just natural. Like, I'm, what, like, seven, eight years old. And I was just singing, and it was a whole performance. And afterwards, everyone was just, like, kept coming up to me and being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, what? They were like, Miss Amisa, my daughter, can she sing like her? And she was like, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, no, but I think that's, like, my key memory of, like, wow, I loved being on stage. I loved performing. And then from there, it was just, like, talent show after talent show and, like, everything, you know, getting started on the island and stuff. Um, but, yeah, shout out to LU. That was the first time. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, you were just, like, winning. What was the name of that one competition? Child's Fest or something? Child's Fest. Something, like, yeah. yeah. And you were just, like, crushing it. Like, you were reigning queen. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. That's our <laughs> Beyonce sis. Okay. It's so funny because even now, I think that's just my personality. Like, I'm very humble because, like, even with the singing thing, people are like, you're so great. And, like, I thought I was, like, fine, but, like, I didn't really, like, you know, I'd be like, y'all are still talking about my singing. Like, <laughs> Bro, I'm so tone deaf, okay? I sing in the shower and, like, I know I ain't getting no contract. Like, you could get the contract. You know what I mean? I'm like, when you got talent, you got talent. Like, it's a gift. Yeah. You know, own it. Yeah. But, And it's like, but it's like outside of the singing, you are just also brilliant. And it's like, it's not just you, like your whole, your mama, I don't know what recipe she's got. She's got to write a book because whatever Mm -hmm. parenting methods, she's on fire. Like you are all so brilliant. Like, do you think it's genetics or like, like how, or have you just always been super curious about biology and all that, all that stuff? I would say, honestly, yeah. Shout out to my mom. And the way that she raised us, I think. And that's why I'm like, going back to family. I mean, there's so much that lessons that she got from her grandmother. So my great grandmother on just like, yeah, putting your education first. And then for my mom, she was a teenage mom. So she had to stop school um, and start taking care of us. And so her main thing was like, I'm going to be the best mom that I can. She's like, you know, I'm young, but like, I'm going to just do my best. And kind of from the start, whether it was singing or school, she just like pushed me. She was like, hi, you're smart you're beautiful, you're capable. And whatever dreams I had, she just supported them. Um, And for me personally, I actually was like, I remember first grade, like I wasn't the smartest student. I was like, it's first grade, but see where I'm going with this. Um, (laughs) It was like, but my mom was like, okay, these grades are good. Like, let's keep seeing, like, can you do better and stuff like that? And like encouraging me. And then by the next grade, once I started getting A's, I was like, wait, okay, I kind of like the feeling of this. Like, this is my best. <laughs> From then on out, I was just a nerd. Like, right? I just love like, nerd. Just yeah, just the very best that I could do. Nerd. And putting a lot of pressure on myself, honestly. Like, when I look back, I'd be a little kid. I'm like, why was I so stressed about getting my, like, multiplications right? And it's so funny because, like, a lot of people I know have parents where their parents are the one pushing them and being like, you got to get this, this right. And my mom at that point was just like, Look, I don't she was need one to do anything. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, she got this. Like. Literally. So, again, she kind of 
instilled in us the power of education and stuff. But then she's just been a supporter. Like she sees what our talents are, who we are as a person, and just helped us shape that without trying to tell us who to be or what to be. And so, yeah, growing up, everyone thought I'd be a pop star. Um, even when we were moving, there's like a performance high school near us. And I thought I was going to enroll there and just do singing. Um, and then, yeah, then the doctor thing came up, <laughs> which is a completely different, like everyone in the family's like, what? She wants to be a doctor. Like, huh? What? Singing in the operating room? Because, <laughs> um, but everyone's been a hundred percent supportive with that as well. Um, and for me, it's like every single step that I take, whether it was going to high school and then for college, I never expected like, oh, I'm super smart. I'm about to kill. It. I'm about to get straight A's. Like I went in like, okay, I'm going to do my best. Let's see what happens. And then study my ass off, work my ass off because that's just my personality. I'm like, I have to do hundred percent of my effort. And then from there, just, yeah, excelling throughout college. And you make it seem like that was so easy. Just excelling throughout college, just excelling. Getting all my 4.0 is like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember, like, the first time, like, you shared your grades. Because, like, as much as, like, I was a nerd, like, I feel like LU, my class traumatized me. I could never share my grades again. I was like, these people on my neck, like, you're great. I was like, you know, I was over it. I could not even share my, I was too, like, just, like, defensive, you know, from always Mm -hmm. having to defend being smart. That I was like, you know what, the same, mm mm-mm. Don't ask me what I got because I ain't telling mm-hmm. you. But when I saw like you share like your grades, I was like, as a fellow nerd, I was like, yes, sis, yeah. get it. But I was like, damn, like, how is she doing this? Because at the meantime, like I'm in Michigan, just like mm-hmm. struggling through all of these like intro weeder classes, like going through like all the the this you know the prereqs that they make you do and like yeah. hearing the struggles of all the pre-med students, I was like, I ain't taking that intro to bio. I hear that it's just traumatizing. Like I had a friend that had to take that class like three times just to pass it. I was like, no, 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 no. But it was interesting because it's like I feel like in Indian culture they push you to go either it's like be an engineer, a doctor, or you're mm-hmm. a failure. It's like one of the three. Mm-hmm. Pick your pick your bed. And I didn't want to be an I literally didn't want to be any of them because I was like, well, yeah. every Indian does that. Like I don't want to just mm-hmm. be another Indian engineer or another Indian doctor. Mm-hmm. Like screw that. And my dad was always like, yeah, be a doctor, you know, be a doctor. And I was mm-hmm. like, but I always struggled with like the fear of like. Like, I knew I was never going to be good with death. So I was just like, I can't, I can't. Because I just know I love too hard that, like, I would get attached to my patients. Like, it would be too hard for me to be like, I'm sorry. There's nothing. And then knowing me, like, I feel like I would beat myself up about it. You know, just like, what could I have done? And that's not, you can't do that as a doctor. Otherwise, you'll burn out. It won't work. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, maybe let me go do biomedical engineering. Because I was like, well, I won't be a doctor. But let me build the cool stuff that the doctors can use, especially because, like, you know, on exactly. St. Martin, we ain't got nothing. Our yeah. medical is a is a clinic. It's not even a hospital. And so I was yeah. like, we need something. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll go into that. And I ended up in engineering. And then I was just so motivated to seeing you thriving, like, in American colleges, just, like, showing people that it is possible. Because I feel like on the island, we grew up with this stigma of, like, oh, we're disadvantaged. You know, like, we can't make it. Like, it's too hard for us. And you were like, nah, bro, it ain't too hard. We could do it. We've been able to do it. Just believe in yourself. And that was so inspiring for me. And it made me know, like, 
okay, if one of my Islanders out here thriving, then you could figure this out. And then by the end, I was able to hit my 4.0 and I was like, I did it. I did it. (laughs) But like, yeah, like your journey has just been so inspiring. And I'm curious, like, how was it like figuring out the whole, like deciding to be a med student and like going through what the prereqs are for med school? Because I feel like it's so in depth in the united states and like you don't even hear a glimmer of that on the island like if you wanted to be a doctor you wouldn't have had any of like that guidance to figure it out but you have been doing so phenomenally well in your journey like i am so proud because you have it all like on lock like you have all the guides just like going through mcat like getting all of your your internships like i'm just like so floored by like how meticulous and intentional you are with your journey because it means so much to you i'm just curious like because i know you're very organized but like how was it navigating that because i feel like yeah like you didn't have anybody to help you like you really had to just figure it out like yeah absolutely and i'm definitely glad that like especially looking back that sharing as i did inspire so many people because like you said it became a thing where it's like yeah we celebrate that we're from a small island but i always tell people small island big dreams like big goals like that's not a limitation and it was really interesting going to these schools where like we're talking about thirty thousand undergrads I'm coming in where it's like, y'all have been in the States where you had access to these resources, had possibly people in your family that went to college, had just just a whole different life, you know? Um, but in the end, I graduated the top five. And it still blows my mind sometimes. So like, not only was I inspiring people from the island, but also my fellow peers where I'm like, look, I just got to this country. Like, right. I think it was eight years ago, you know? But even when starting college, it was only four years. Like, so it... I'm really glad I share my story for that thing. Cause as you're saying it, I'm like, this is powerful. Like, damn. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Comes- also like people don't realize, I mean, people don't realize like yeah. how important their existence is like to our society, like to our community. And like, that's why I'm so happy to share your story. Cause I'm like, oh my God, people got to know, like people got to feel this. Cause it's like, it could be you. Like it could be any of us. Yeah. It's just, we got to believe and support each other. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like when you go abroad, I think, and even like, yeah, the grades is part of it and the excellence, you know, in the academic sense, but it's also the impact. It's like what people remember you for. And of the day with my professors or my peers, like everyone on the college campus are really going to remember. It's not that I just went into class, got my A and left, but like I was helping my peers. I was like sometimes helping the professor, like, you know, like it was building relationships, building yeah. a community, you know, helping people. And I'm like, that is to me what it means to be a St. Martiner. I'm like, we're legit the friendly island. Like, that is part of what I was raised to do is, like, you help your neighbor, you know? And so that was what I was doing throughout college. And I really do think that good karma exists. I gave so much that now, yeah, I'm going through the med school process and I'm getting all these blessings. And I'm like, okay, I mean, you know, I'm proud of myself. But I'm also like, know that this is part of the bigger journey of, you know, the fact that I was so giving and the fact that I was helping all these people and the fact that I'm still doing that now, um, I really feel like that kind of energy is rewarded. So it just is. to put that out there. It is. It's love. Like you're just giving, you're sharing love. And I feel like that is like, that is the, an- like for me, love is the answer. I'm like, if we all just like started caring, like caring for our neighbor, you know, if we really had that mentality of like, it's not just about me, like it's about all of us, you know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. the bigger picture about what this represents more people would, I feel like, 
own their power. I feel like that's what I think is lacking in the world. Like people are just not owning their power and they're not owning their voice. They're not owning their uniqueness because they don't see the value in it. And I feel like only now do I really realize, like understand the value of it. And it's like, so like, that's why I'm so glad to see other people that can stand in that space and be like, look, like I'm opening doors to show you that you can do this. And yeah, it's just phenomenal. And it's so incredible, like to say, like, yeah, I am a St. Martiner, so I do what St. Martiners do best. And of course, I'm mm-hmm. blessed. Like, of course, yeah, of exactly. course. Now for a message from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? Join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. literally but I think honestly that love for like people is what led me to medicine as well um like there's a whole like personal statement on why I ended up in medicine but really it was once I moved um it was like a couple months after the big move that I lost my little cousin and we already talked about how close family is and all that means when you passed away for leukemia um and that was also a thing where I don't know if other people felt this on the island but like part of the small island thing is I legit when I was growing up I thought cancer didn't affect us because like the only time I heard about cancer is when I turned on the TV and I saw a St. Jude's Hospital commercial, like very, very real. Like, and I think that's part of, we have such a small community that of course those different diseases and conditions were happening, but you weren't exposed to as many as like, once I moved to the States, I saw so much more diversity, just period. And that also includes diversity in not just like skin color, but like in people's in their conditions, like, you know, what people look like, different cultures and in health um so yeah so that whole thing of him being diagnosed with leukemia I was just like what do you do and then what do you do as you move away of course you have to go to Holland to get treatment and just all of that um but yeah that was really the spark that made me interested in medicine because I as you mentioned having that curious mindset I wanted to know more about the disease and cancer research um and then it ultimately took me back to my great-grandmother so like her legacy that I grew up hearing, so many things, how she was giving and helped out the community, but also how she was one of the first midwives on the island. And she just saw that women were dying in childbirth. And so she went to a neighboring island, got her certification, came back to St. Martin and started helping women. Wow. And like her pride was that she never lost a baby. She never lost a woman. Um, and like her hands, like, you know, led so many babies into the world. And yeah, that was the ultimate inspiration. And so of course I had to go on my own journey of finding that I had a passion for medicine. And that passion is also in women's health where I want to be OBGYN and I want to birth babies. And it feels like this like crazy way that God works of like, okay, I'm kind of following this exact legacy, like midwife to now, you know, she didn't have the opportunities to go to medical school back then. 
I do now. And I'm like, I'm literally can be the first doctor in my entire extended family, um, you know, a doctor from St. Martin. And I do plan to like go back home and help the island as well. Um, so yeah, so that like when I tell that story, I still get goosebumps as well. I'm like it's about amazing. to cry. Like I'm just like, oh my god! Like that is if I was reading, I'm like, admit her, admit her. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like oh my god, that is so touching. That is wow. That's beautiful. That yeah. is so beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> don't make me cry as well when I think about it. Oh, I miss her a lot too. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know when you take those moments to really deeply reflect on like what are the things that have made me who I am right now? And like, I can trace the fact, I feel very blessed to trace that back to like my great grandmother. Like there was so much wisdom in knowing someone who lived such a long life until 96 and on the island and all the things she saw and all the things she did. And I'm like, what the world we live in now is very, very different. My life looks very, very different than hers. But I just feel like, I don't know, I can carry on some of that legacy. And I think like that lives in you like she's living through you like and I think like that's one of the things that I had to recognize too is like how much we carry like the the dreams and the desires of our ancestors you know like in just our being and it's like how much how much of that motivates us to be who we are you know what I mean because it's like I can imagine how many women in your family maybe maybe she even had the dream to be a doctor but like it was just like unaccessible for her but like you can live out that dream for her and it's like it's still in the family it's still your blood like it's the same love you know that's just coming through in a different being and like that is so beautiful now i'm like i need to plan this so you could deliver my baby i'm like okay how we how we run this Uh yeah girl because the training that's a whole other thing i'm about to be in school for four more years possibly five because i might do like mph and then four more years of training uh and then i can deliver your baby so just yeah calculate that out And then hit me up and I'll be there. <laughs> Bet. Okay, I'm gonna have to run the math. But what I'm curious, like, how has it been? Because like, now that okay, you finish you going to like your undergrad to just be a pre med student, because like, it's a yeah. whole different bug. It's not like you go to college and you are studying to be a doctor right off the bat, you got to start mm-hmm. pre med. But what was your concentration in pre-med? Because I feel like you had very a very interesting concentration that did a lot of like lab research. And as a nerd, like I'm trying to, I want to make sure that I understand exactly what you did because I want to get into it, you know. But um, yeah. yeah, like what was your concentration as a pre-med student? Yeah. So for me, you're absolutely right. Um, so I did my undergraduate undergraduate degree in cellular biology and genetics. Uh, yeah, it's I know the nerd. I was nerd. Oh, out. that's so it. cool. Oh my god. Yeah, it is sick. I'm like, yo, the way I talk about it, I've been telling people, I'm like, well, you know, the cell is like the basic unit of life. Right. So learning about the cell, I had a class where I learned about like everything that went wrong on a cellular level as the basis of diseases, um, which I thought was just like fantastic. Like it, it blows my mind to think about. <laughs> and then genetics, I'm like, our genes are deciding, deciding what's going to happen in our body and everything. Um, and also genetics is blowing up as far as, you know, future in medicine too. So that was good to just get the basics on all of that as well. CRISPR Um, is the future, bro. I, oh, I can't wait to, oh, they already know what, what, I feel like the media hasn't even started talking about all the stuff that they've been doing in genetics. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait till the media start popping off about, cause right now they all obsessed with the crypto, but I'm like, when we start talking about what they're doing over there and then genetics labs, guys guys it is oh 
mind blowing. Just insane, insane it, work. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It's like it was just awesome to learn. And again, I really tell people like study what you love. I was like, I was in there like enjoying myself, like studying all that stuff. Even the chemistry I love as well. Um, that also helped like with my academic success because I'm like, no one was had a gun to my head forced me to learn this stuff. Like I said, I chose to be a doctor and I chose to take this major, like, you know, so definitely like follow your own path in that sense, because that brings you joy. I, I loved it. The fact <laughs> that you loved Orgo, I'm like, you really were made for that because Orgo yeah. was like, I mean, it was cool and all, but I was like, oh my God, why does everything have to be weighted on these tests? Like give me some homework. It was hard though. Like, yeah, the, I'm like, you made it through all of that. Like, people don't even recognize. Like, you're talking about it like it's so easy. And I'm like, I know what's in these classes. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, no, sis. Oof. Awesome. Yeah, and thank you for mentioning that. Because I oftentimes, I'm like, I, I, I downplay. No, I like, that <laughs> stuff is hard. Like, oh, my God. Like, Orgo, oh, Chem, all yeah. of it. Like, because it's different. Like, I feel like, at least at LU, they, don't, they didn't really, like, we, we learn the sciences. But it's like science is light you know what I mean like you know silence is for privileged kids where you can kind of like fluff your way through but in America they not playing no games like it's like straight up like you need to understand everything the mathematics you gotta understand the lab work it's not like they're gonna do the lab and you watch like no you are doing the lab yourself you need to make sure you do that thing right because guess what now you're gonna have to write a whole lab report based off of all the data that you just collected and like it was interesting because in LU, like, we didn't do any of, like, that for the most part. It was, like, Miss Otani did her experiment up in the front, and we in the back watched if it, unless they actually let us do it, which was a rare occasion, and then we had to come up with our lab report based off of her experiment, you know what I mean? It's just, like, very distant from actually being involved, but I think it's so awesome that you're talking about, like, you focused on the cell, because I have been so... One of the reasons I went into engineering and like biomedical engineering was because I was very much interested in like biophysics and just like understanding disease in the body. Like for me, that was really the question because I felt like I love medicine and everything that we do, but I felt like Western medicine was so caught up in treatment, but I was really obsessed with the cause. Like I wanted to understand the source, not the symptom. And it comes back to the cell. And I was always very curious with like this idea of what is it about a cell that takes it from being a healthy cell to a sick cell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what is it that changes in the cell um, that goes from it being a cell that's doing everything that it's supposed to do to make your body functioning to becoming a potential threat that might kill you. And the thing is, is like yeah. our body is dealing with these threats literally every second of the day. Yeah. Like there's something trying to yeah. kill us as I breathe and talk to you right now. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like our body does such a great job at keeping us alive. Yeah. And like we don't even have gratitude for that. And I'm like, guys, so I'm curious, like, how has it, like, how has it been just, like, diving into that world and, like, understanding that difference, especially, like, as a doctor where, like, your whole career is trying to fix that or, like, mitigate mm -hmm. against that, you know? Yeah. No, honestly, I love that point. And that's the part of the mind-blowing thing is, like, when you learn about whether it's, like, oxidative stress that, like, and how the body or my favorite thing about learning about the human body is just, like, homeostasis. I'm like, with everything, like, whether it's like, oh, your like, blood pH is a little bit higher. Okay, well, you're going to start breathing a little bit slower. I don't know if I got that right. There's this I feel whole, you, I like, feel you, though. I get what you're trying you know, to say. Right, things that happen. I was like, don't judge me, anyone that's listening. 
She's like, I am smart, but in this moment, I may say something that could be slightly inaccurate. Just preface exactly. this preface. Not for accuracy. <laughs> but no, like it, that it amazes me about the human body. I think as far as like trying to go into medicine, there definitely are parts of like being a doctor, not, not ideal, as you said, with Western medicine and just like treating symptoms and, and, you know, knowing that there's so many things that are causing these illnesses um, that are preventable. And so that's kind of where I'm trying to do an MPH as well. Um, with my hope, I'm really focused on like, what is an MPH? So, that'll be a master's in public health. Okay. Okay. So I'm hoping that with that kind of, that will kind of focus more on, um, for example, what's going on on the community aspect Beautiful. and knowing about health disparities. So like, why is it that this one community that's mostly white has a much lower percentage of cancer and heart disease, but we look at the black community here and the rates are just skyrocketing. Um, so those are the things that I'm also really curious about. And then like, not just, I think right now in the field of medicine, we know the statistics and we know the disparities. They're there, everyone has published them. And especially in the last year, after George Floyd, like, you know, everyone all, all of a sudden paid attention to Black people. Um, right, they're like, oh, wait, they're here. Remember, remember yeah. those folks, yeah. the people that we steal all our culture from. Yeah, those people. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, yeah, racism. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, I think all of that is really out there. And like, what I want to do now is like, okay, we know these disparities are there. What are the steps we need to take to decrease them? So things like, um, I mentioned being, wanting to be an OBGYN, so like maternal mortality in Black women is something that I want to tackle. So that might mean, yeah, I'll be in the hospital, but I might also be like going door to door, making sure that these women are getting prenatal health that are at the most risk for not getting them or having, you know, a child with low birth weight or complications. Um, so I hope that kind of answers the question where it's like, I also definitely have that interest of like, Yes, treating people on the one end, but also like the preventative side and the community side. And that's where in my interviews, I go back to talking about St. Martin too. Because I'm like, I love us. I love our culture. And like, for me, my personal statement, I started it with bush tea. That's what I was about Legit. to say. Like, I was like, like, how are you yeah. integrating our herbal remedies into the yes. mix? Exactly. Because I'm like, that is what you grew up with. I, I literally started the personal statement like... I was like, bush tea was the cure-all. Like, someone's coming down with a cold, an ale, a, a little lining cold, a little, whatever we call it, an ink, a this or that. Like <laughs> Bush tea and some Vicks and you're good to go. Good to go. So that's how I started my statement. In like, and then just talking about, um, you know, cancer and, you know, all of a sudden bush tea was not the answer. Um, and, you know, so obviously you want to learn medicine in order to find the other treatments and causes um, that can help us. But I do think that, as with anything, our culture still is important, and those things we grew up with are important. And, like, I planned, as a doctor, drinking bush tea and using Vicks and, like, all of that stuff. Um, but I do think that there's a balance, as with anything in life. And um, I think, for example, COVID was a huge example on the island where it's like, yeah, this is a real disease where you can't just drink lemon water and have we'll this plan blow that up and... Yeah, so like sometimes you, it gets a little a little too far where I'm like, look, let's still keep the stuff that we do, but I think that's when it comes to having a trusted doctor as well. Like growing up on the island, like I'm I didn't see myself as a doctor because what we had like like you said the clinic, like or we had two little French Quarter doctors like that like kind of just gave you antibiotics and then sent you on your way. Um, actually a real problem if we really want to dive in. 
Um, it's like we didn't prescription of antibiotics yeah. is not good, guys. Like we're creating more problems for future humans. Like, hello. Yeah, and just like I don't know, like it was nothing. Like going to the doctor just wasn't. I don't know. It just it didn't hit the same. Like I don't know how else to describe it. But I feel like the relationship with doctors on the island isn't super strong. Like with medicine in general. Um, and so my goal is to kind of come back as someone like I'm from here, you know, and I want to introduce the aspects of medicine that we should be paying attention to while still, like I said, keeping our culture. So obviously I'm at the start, I'm about to go into med school. I'm, I'm still at the beginning. I'm a baby. Um, but as I go through my training, like I really want to keep that in mind and yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, how I'll be able to kind of bring those together. In the Me future. too. I'm excited for this whole journey. I'm like, I'm rooting for you. Cause I'm like, we cannot let Kaisha burn out. Okay. We as a community got to be there holding her and yeah. like, sis, we got you through this. We're going to make it through them years. Okay. These people will not ruin, <laughs> you know, right. like the dream. Um, but that is, I feel like I agree. Like St. Martin lacks like great data i think that's really an issue like we don't have data to like really understand how our people's health has changed throughout the years and like what are the biggest ailments that you know mm -hmm. um caribbean people suffer from like do we suffer more from cardiovascular related diseases or do we because like, like you said like we don't really hear too many stories of people that die on somewhere from cancer because usually it's like within a family and they send their family members somewhere else and like it's not something that's like ever dealt with locally and so there's a lot of like I think of misconceptions that we have about our own health, you know, like how many St. Martiners are suffering from diabetes, how many St. Martiners are obese because of the influx of like American franchises to the island. Like these are conversations that we should be able to be having, you know, to drive policy decisions, especially in public health. But without the data, how do you really know for sure that buying more ventilators are actually going to reduce the number of COVID cases on St. Martin. Like, it's hard to really know that if you're just basing all of our policy decisions on what is working in America or working in the Netherlands, which is a completely different demographic than us, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Like, I think huge. And especially being interested in research um, and getting involved in research, I'm like, yo, can there be a research study on, for example, like, what are the effects of the dump? on the communities that live near it. Like there's so many research questions that I have on the health on the island. And another thing too, is our culture and health that I realize is like, as you mentioned, like not really knowing, oh, how many people are dying of cancer within my family. And I know other families, we also, we literally do not talk about it. We see it as like, oh, if you get sick, it's like a personal failing. Instead of knowing, as we talked about, yo, your body, it, it, it's part of life. Like, you know, that's why we have medicine. That's why we're trying to mitigate health. Um, but they see it as a personal failure and then you it's like a hush hush like oh we don't want to say that he had cancer we don't want to like say we just don't want to like spread the bad juju so we just go yeah. keep it to a minimum that's not upset the good vibes you know right versus it's like well actually knowing that um what your grandfather died of is actually really good for your own health like you said am i at risk for high blood pressure or heart disease and but again we don't have that strong sense of understanding that purpose of medicine and that education to know like oh these things are actually um passed down again going back to genetics or stuff like that so it's like i really want to focus as well as i hope other smartners that are listening that are interested in public health like coming back to the island and just just we really need like it. we need the, it well, yeah so much the education getting the data everything 
Exactly, because I'm like, these are the things that we need to know to make our country great, to like make our people great. And it's like, like, and it's like, I understand like our government doesn't care about stuff that benefits the people because like what money is in it for them. But it's like having actually great healthcare is actually an economic driver. You know what I mean? Like the University of Michigan makes so much money because of the University of Michigan hospital. That's like huge. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That so many people all across the Midwest go there because they have a fantastic medical facility. So many students go there because they have a fantastic medical facility with research to do all kinds of different studies like the ones that you mentioned. And it's like, say, Martin, we don't like we're like, even the labs that exist on the island like are very small and they're even their capacity to run tests and it's like it's hard because I remember when I was young I was still on the fence of like oh do I want to be a doctor or engineer what what are we going to do and I wanted to like do an internship at like the blood lab just to see like what would it be like to actually be in that role but they couldn't give me one because obviously I'm unqualified and like they have certain standards that they need to uphold but I think it's important like for a country to realize like there's so much potential for us to grow in so many different avenues that create so many opportunities, not only for like say Martiners like you that are going abroad and doing the hard work to get the education so that we can actually ask these kinds of questions. But it's like, right. what makes you think that scientists in America wouldn't want to do their cardiovascular research in St. Martin? Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they want to study Alzheimer's in St. Martin? Why wouldn't they want to study mental health in paradise? yeah no the effects of hurricanes you know what i mean like on all of these different factors and like you said like the dump i feel like the reason they don't want that research is because they know that if they show the people the truth people will Mm -hmm. feel some type of way yeah ridiculous ridiculous yeah but yeah no absolutely agree and i know i mean there are limitations the island is small but like we said at the start, I think one of the takeaways of this podcast will be like, don't let it be like your overall limitation. Like there's still some things when it comes to our health, I think are quite possible, even though we're a small island. Like, um, so yeah, I'm excited hopefully to see where it goes. And like you said, I think health and politics should be separate. Uh, that's something that happens here in the States too. Like with just everything, it gives me a headache with COVID and stuff. Um, and it should be on the same on the island, like health and politics. It doesn't matter if it's making money or not, like people's health. I'm so passionate about it. Like, I think it's one of the biggest blessings to be healthy and to try to keep people healthy. Exactly. And when they're unhealthy, I'm like, I want to be there, you know, by their side, taking care of them, letting them know it's going to be okay. And just, you know, trying my best to make them healthy again. Um, but yeah, a lot of it, it just starts in the community from what we eat, exercise. There are genetic risk factors, um, mental health as well. That's a whole other topic. Um, but yeah, there's so many things that go into like what is health. And I think what I like about it too is it's so multidisciplinary. Like the fact that you and I can have a conversation, we could probably get even more in depth um, about healthcare and from like the different, you know, technological spans points and um, you know, engineering from the public health or a nursing perspective and just all of it. So those are the things that I love and I'm excited. Like I would love to see on the island just like a bunch of St. Mariners with advanced degrees, just like doing the shit, like just right. Just out really here building out yeah. every sector, like all collaborating because we all know and love each other. And it's like yeah. we, our people are just like, it's just amazing. I feel like it's yeah. like I was reading this paper that calls like like referred to St. Martin as like this new Jerusalem or like just like this paradise on earth. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I see it. I see it. Like the yeah. island is beyond blessed. And it's like 
I just want the people to realize it for themselves. Like realize how well how lucky we really are. Like guys, oh my god. But I'm curious. Like, are you currently working at the National Institute of Health, or you like you did your in? Okay, okay. How is yeah. that? Because like obviously, I love to read all of their studies because it's like you know we trying to we trying to get real information, not misinformation mm-hmm. out here in these streets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, like, what is it like working at that institution? Because I feel like it is such, it has a big role in the United States and just in, like, the medical world. Like, to be yeah. working there is freaking lit. Like, oh, my God. Well, it really is. Some days I still, like, kind of pinch myself when I walk through the halls. And I'm like, this is the National Institutes of Health. Yeah, like, the. Like- <laughs> Literally. It's awesome. Like, honestly, there you just see, like, innovation because it's not it's a hospital but it's a research hospital it's the number one research hospital so it's like you'll have people from across the country coming here for their care to get whether it's an experimental drug or treatment um, that the scientists are trying to study to see if you know that can be the new um, standard of care or people who have rare rare diseases that only affect like hundreds of people on the entire earth and you have the specialist for that disease is at the NIH so that is just like amazing to me um and again just a little island girl walking through doing my thing (laughs) on my standpoint i'm really this is basically um my gap year between undergrad and medical school and i'm like there's no such thing as a gap like this is my growth year i'm in here and i'm learning like more things about how i can be a better researcher how i can be a better doctor as i get into medical school um and so it's just awesome like I'm learning so many different skills that I know is going to further me down the line in my career you know maybe I'll have an appointment at the NIH you know in a decade from now when I'm finally done with my training (laughs) so yeah it's really really cool to just be in a space where all of the research is coming out whether it's any condition that you can think about you know you can find it at the NIH that is so cool. What what do you currently work on at the NIH, if you're allowed to share? Because I'm sure they'd be doing yeah. some confidential stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I could definitely share. So for me, as I kind of mentioned, I'm really interested in, like, health disparities and um, really focus on, like, Black people. And so my research focuses on sickle cell disease and alpha-thalassemia. Mm-hmm. So those are both genetic blood disorders um, that are common in people with African ancestry. Um And so we're basically studying the vascular effects of those diseases. Um, So how it's affecting like your blood vessels and blood flow, um, you know, the whole vascular system. So it's awesome. I don't want to go too in depth and like bore No, go all (laughs) in depth. Like, I'm like, this is the pod for that. Like, I'm like, you're talking to a fellow nerd, okay? I'm like, I love all of this stuff, Kaisha. Like, I I love it all. So please, like, the listeners might be like, I'm going to get nerd stuff. I don't care. I want to hear it. Like, (laughs) really interesting. So basically what we're looking at is um, basically a new role for hemoglobin. So that is the protein that's in your red blood cells, um, but we also find it in your blood vessels. And we think that it's helping to regulate nitric oxide release. And that has to do with how your blood vessel is going to expand and contract. Interesting. Um, so that's too many details. So I think we still have to publish. Um, but basically, yeah, we're looking at, as I mentioned, alpha thalassemia, sickle cell disease. Um, those are both conditions that affect hemoglobin and seeing how that's affecting our blood vessels and how that may affect, you know, risk of other vascular conditions like stroke, um, kidney disease. Um, yeah, like your blood pressure in general, different conditions. So we're kind of basically like we're kind of a lab where we're not um, 
doing like a specific drug trial or something. It's more like, here are all these different research questions that we're asking. And then we work with volunteers, we work with their samples, um, we work in the lab and we're just understanding more. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. And definitely, I think we're working on some publications, so I'll send you them. Lit. Yeah. Is this, will these be like your first official like publications or do you have other ones already out there in the streets? Yeah, I don't have any publications. I think my name will be on the ones that come out just because of my contributions. I'm also working on a separate project that if I publish, I'd be first author. So I'm trying, it's hard because I'm only doing one year. And as you can imagine, it's a lot to, to try to do all these different things in a year. But I'm hopeful that, yeah, maybe I'll be able to publish. So just stay tuned. Look your girl up on Google, on PubMed <laughs> in a couple years. <laughs> be like, there'll be some St. Martin studies out there yeah. by St. Martin's, you know? Yeah, no, I'm super excited. That, that's awesome. That's so awesome. It's always cool when, like, you know somebody who's, like, authored a paper. You're like, oh, my God, I actually mm-hmm. talked to this person. Like, I right. know them. They're smart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is so cool. It's so cool. Because, like, at Michigan, yeah. I did a few, like, well, my, because I was a part of, because Michigan is also, like, a very big research university. And so oh, my sure. first year, I was, like, I lived in, like, a learning community. I don't know if University of Maryland has the same thing. But they're, like, yeah. pretty much it was focused on research. And, like, my first year we were doing, like, protein studies. And it was more of, like, to come up with, like, algorithms to pretty much try to synthesize like different protein structures or like design proteins oh, and the goal yeah, was yeah. I forget why we were doing this I know it was like they wanted to pretty much come up with different protein designs and then create mm-hmm. them in the lab and then test them to see if they had like different benefits I'm forgetting for what disease mm-hmm. but it was definitely like some sort of like, I want to say like brain disorder or yeah. something like that but it was really That's cool to serious. just understand like how they even how proteins actually look and how they're actually formed yes. and like like just the different structures the chemical properties of proteins mm-hmm. like it is just mind-blowingly complicated and it's like yeah. just like even trying to figure out how to design proteins is so difficult like that they have just been like at it you know just trying to figure out yeah. like what is the recipe <laughs> to get this thing exactly. right like that's why, as you said, I was like smiling because I'm like, wait, that's actually really complex. Um, so it's like biochemistry. Yeah. And um, I'm also a biochemistry nerd, so I love it. And it's like when you learn, you're like, oh, my gosh, like these amino acids and they go together. And if you form this kind of bridge and this connection and like determining the right fold of the protein. And I'm like, OK, this works like biochemistry and like physically and like all the delta G's and everything is <laughs> so cool. And then if you have something that's not folded well this also relates back to disease. Exactly. Um, this is why I was like, yeah, these classes, they're a lot, but like, they're a reason why we have to learn them. Yeah, this. exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Hold incorrectly. Your body tries to remove them, but there's certain diseases that are just caused by misfolded proteins. Exactly. Exactly. And like, they were just trying to figure out like, how can we fix this? Like, is there a way that we can figure yeah. out what is that Delta G literally that would get the yeah. right folding properly on like the alpha whatever mm-hmm. i don't even remember but yeah and yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> pretty much exactly 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 and it's oh like when i when i switched into engineering and i like decided to be an electrical engineer i still like had like you know you have to do some like cross curriculum classes and i still always mm-hmm. loved biomed because i love biotechnology and it was super interesting because i was doing my first like intro to biophysics class and it was all about like the electrical system of the body and like 
but it was like not Ooh. even looking at it from like the neuron perspective but like taking mm-hmm. that neuron model but then looking at it from the perspective of an engineer and it's like mm-hmm. understanding all of those different concentrations because in like typical electrical systems we have like electrons that are our unit of energy but in the body it's a concentration between like sodium and potassium mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like understanding that firing mechanism and like how that affects mm-hmm. like different neural processes mind-blowingly complicated i was like oh my god like and it's like all the stuff that they're trying to do with like deep brain stimulation and like what elon is working on with that neural link like i'm just like oh my god they figuring stuff out but even that it's like people don't recognize like how incredible the body is like how much we don't even know about the body and it's like we're all alive living every day and there's so many questions that we don't even know where to begin like dreaming no clue we have no clue consciousness we still are like um i don't know how i'm seeing all of this but i guess we hear you know like there's just so much like all time where so much research still needs to be done even just understanding like like you were saying like this whole state of homeostasis and it's like what takes us out of homeostasis long enough to create an environment that allows like cancer cells to thrive or it's just really interesting because it's like we don't think about these things and it's like each of us are so different and like our balances are a little bit different from each other and we're all just trying to figure out like how do we keep us all alive it's like (laughs) when there's everything trying to kill us it's amazing it's amazing like you said we wake up every day and we're just when you sit down and you learn in these classes it's like, wait a second. Like we said, like the firing thing. I'm like, I had to learn everything about the pumps. I didn't know every single amino acid. Like I'm knowing all these little details. And then I started learning system-wide. So how the heart works, how my lungs are working. Oh, the lungs are so complicated. Don't even get me started. How the kidney, the kidney is so complicated. Like it, it's mind-blowing. And then you, you take a step back like right now and it's like, all of this is happening all at once right now, all the time, just to keep me alive like what <laughs> you're like crazy. how is how am i not exploding right now like how really? is this happening correctly so many times that there's billions of us mm-hmm. just roaming around clueless yeah. about what's going on and we're still like we're here yeah it's amazing and it's funny because they say when you're a med student as well you think something's always wrong with you probably for that same reason it's like oh did my heart like beat a little weird oh i'm a heart failure. <laughs> So I'm going to be excited to, I'll definitely share those moments as I experience them. Oh, Cause yes, I can imagine the iceberg of medicine, you know? So like, as I deep dive, it's going to get even more like crazy. Everything on WebMD is like you die in a cancer. And I'm like, is it, I felt the love. I don't know. Like what's going on? It's over. It's over. Yeah. Hilarious. But it's like, even like just understanding like how much medicine has helped us live, like all mm-hmm. the advancements in technology from like contacts to like coronary stints yeah. to like artificial hearts to I'm just like, holy hell. Like even the technology that I'm curious, like, have you been studying a lot about like the history of gynecology and like just like the way in which women have been delivering babies or like at least even across different cultures or like in tribal settings versus like home births versus like, right. I'm curious, like, have you had a chance to study all that stuff? Yeah, I haven't really studied it. It was more so like on my own time trying to like understand that um because that too is also like as with everything it's like I think again I go back to kind of balance so it's like okay we have been giving birth for all these years on the other hand humans have been dying for a lot of years so it's not necessarily let's go all the way back to you know no medication no nothing 
Um, but I'm definitely, like I said, I think it, like being the, having that upbringing in St. Martin, I like, I like that idea of keeping things natural and like, you know, homeopathic. And so I'm, I'm excited to when I go into after med school and then when I'm an OBGYN getting that training to kind of learn more and see like when that, when that balance can occur. And like, do we also always have to use like the Pitocin and the labor stimulating and, you know, all the drugs. And again, I know they're necessary sometimes and I'll learn when. But yeah, I'm excited as I get it, like dive into it to kind of have that balance. I hope to bring. I'm like, I'm now thinking because I tried to do the math and I was like, okay, I was trying to have my kids before 30, but I'm like, you're going to be done after I'm 30. So I'm like, crap, okay. I'm like, how am I going <laughs> to yeah. do this? Because it's like literally everything you say, like I, as a woman, like I don't know how you feel about childbirth in general, but like mm-hmm. I'm scared to death literally yeah. scared to death just by like the horror stories that women go through when it comes to childbirth not even the women of color okay we're gonna say women now first yeah. and like it's just so scary to like just have this whole like uh, i'm like the whole growing like that i love i love the whole idea of the implanting yeah. the growing you know over the yeah. i feel like i'm gonna be so obsessed with mm-hmm. the condition be every day. <laughs> i'm gonna be like can i can I engineer something in my house so I can have my own, like, um, what you call it, yeah. ultrasound machine so what? I can just, like, <laughs> at home, like, let me see what homie is up to in there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, the whole, like, giving, like, I've always also wanted to be very natural in my whole childbirthing mm-hmm. process. Like, if I could do a home birth, I will do that because I, mm-hmm. I love hospitals for what they are, but I do not want to be in one. Like, don't, please, like, just let me, I don't know. But I'm trying to yeah. figure it out. Like, I just feel like it's so scary. And, like, they talk no, about, like, humans having, like, one of the more painful birthing experiences of, like, all other species of animals. And, like, just, like, as much as our human babies' heads have grown, the passage has not grown with it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm just like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, a lot of red flags, you know? And, like, the tearing, all of that, it just doesn't mm-hmm. sound pleasant. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. Honestly, the only thing I think that makes me feel okay about it is knowing that, you know, we got here because our mothers did it and I so know, many people right? did that with me. Oh they God, went they through did. it. So can I, hopefully. <laughs> that's I that's scary. Like, my mom was just like, I sneezed you out. I feel like that's my story of entering the world. She's like, achoo! And up came this tiny little baby. And I was like, I wish. Oh. I wish. <laughs> Maybe I'll have the same. Like, I, like I said, something. Actually, if you've seen my boyfriend, he's got broad shoulders, okay? Like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Literally? (laughs) Yo, uh, yeah, that might be rough. I don't know. (laughs) And it's like the whole C-section process, too, is like, it has its own, you know, pros and cons. So I'm just on the fence. I'm like, I want them to figure out a technology for women to be able to give birth, like all naturally, but just not like through our body. Like if there's a way to teleport the baby out, you know, like I'm like, can we spend more engineering power on figuring this problem out? Like we have missiles, nuclear weapons. When can women have a technology where we don't have to give birth anymore? Like let's hear, I'm for it. Talk about equality. Like this is the struggle that we need to overcome. Love it. and then just add periods and like cramps and all that to that list as well um exactly yeah, it'd be hard <laughs> i'm like i'm like i would be so much more phenomenal if we could just like figure out how to deal with those two things like then i'm yeah. i feel like women are power like truly unstoppable because 
cramps yeah. are not a girl's friend. They not out here to no. make us feel good. Mm-mm. I'm like, I swear, if dudes had a cramps the way girls had cramps, we would all be on vacation at least once a month, yes. getting pampered mm-hmm. and spoiled, and we'd probably get paid to have periods. I feel like if if a man, if it were the other way, you know, like ugh. No, like legit, they couldn't handle it at all. They really couldn't. <laughs> the weaker sex. <laughs> And then, like, we're supposed to do, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, y'all really not. Women are warriors. Warriors. Yes. We bring life, and we still out here keeping things calm. Like, Honestly. But now I think a lot about, like, <laughs> even when you just saying, like, doing the math on when I'm be done with training. And also, like, I don't know, going into this intense field and thinking about, I also want to have kids. Like, I want to be a mom and, like, all that stuff. Uh, I think the most thing I can say is like I just try not to let it stop me because I'm like I look at other people same way people are like oh you inspire me I'm like I'm inspired by other people as well um also on social media or blogs where they're like they did it too they had kids while in medical training and stuff like that um because I, I will be done I think I either like 29 and 30 so it's like <laughs> it's a long road it's a long road ahead yeah and it's interesting because I, I as I shadowed because I was trying to figure out what doctors do in college because I was like super curious and I was thinking trying to think about how I could build a technology that would be useful for physicians because I was like yeah. doctors are our champions and they wasting way too much time with data entry like nobody signed up for this like nobody signed up for this you know yeah. that's like one of the untold you know secrets that mm-hmm. doctors struggles. And they spend the most time, like yeah, just, just like making doctors. notes for insurance companies that just gonna bill you anyways. You know, it's just a whole conundrum. But it was so interesting to like see like the stories of physicians and like I had the privilege of like luckily from just talking to this amazing physician to shadow her clinic and she was um, in charge of breast cancer at the University of Michigan. Like she had her clinic there, and it was just so incredible to like hear the journey of women physicians just like figuring out like how to have children during your like medical degree program and timing it right. So like when you're done, you also like have your kid and you're not like feeling like you're, you know, giving up one versus the other, but she was trying to make me get a whole medical degree and a PhD. Kaisha. She was really on Ooh. me. And I was like, sis, <laughs> I appreciate you supporting me, but like, I don't want to be in school that long. Like I'm over it. I'm over. I was like, engineering was enough. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. The MD PhD is another, like, I also considered it. People encouraged me, but at the end of the day, I was like, it's all about what you think you want to do. I'm like, my career goals, I don't think I need a PhD. So I'm cool. Um, but yeah, cause that is, that's now eight years and then you still got to do residency. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, but she, she had like a whole map of how you could do it together and like knock it out at mm-hmm. the same time and get paid pretty much to go to med school, yeah. which I was like, but yeah, I'm so proud of you. Like, you have a full ride. Like, I feel like most people, when they're nervous about medical school, is always the cost of medical school because you always hear doctors just bitching about my student loans, my student loans. And you're like, that shit paid for. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm so proud. I'm curious, like, how was it figuring out how to fund your medical degree? Because, like, that ain't no joke. That is a, a hefty education. Yes. It's big. I think the it's like average. It was, I would say between like three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars for your MD degree, um, and yeah, I'm like this is a lot of money. And you know, people say, which is true. You know, as a doctor, again, plenty of people have gone through med school and they have these loans, and you know, you'll make money as a doctor to pay it off. But at the same time, if you can save that money, like that financial freedom, the way that I explain it is like 
I really see God setting me up to be able to do what I'm meant to do, like my, my purpose. And the stuff that I talk about is like, I could see myself being in academic medicine, doing research, um, doing community stuff, nonprofit in St. Martin, or like doing things on the island as well. And I'm like, these scholarships, not having to have all that debt will definitely give me the freedom to make those career choices versus going into like private practice to make enough money to pay it off, for example. Yeah, exactly. So that's where, again, I don't know, my mindset, I'm always like, it's bigger than me. I'm like, this is for a bigger purpose. Um, so yeah, as far as funding, honestly, as like all of my acceptances have started coming in and realizing just how competitive of an applicant I am, I'm like, yeah, y'all like, okay, show me the money, like legit. And I think learning how to advocate for myself has been a huge thing that I've learned in this process. Um, so like I said in the beginning, I do underplay myself a lot. Like I know like, I you do. are phenomenal, bro. Like you are so <laughs> brilliant. Like when I'm talking about St. Martin excellences, like excellence, like when I, I'm like, <laughs> I wish, oh, I can't wait for St. Martin to get this shit together and start actually like mm-hmm. documenting who in St. Martin are actually movers and shakers. Cause I'm like, I got the list. You want me to right. send you my list of movers and shakers? Cause I, I got a list. Like yeah. you on the list, just so you know, you on the list. Like, oh my God, thank you. Can you imagine like a panel or like an event on the island? Like we need, and then that bring is, all that the is, bro, in. I want that so bad for the future. Like, yeah. if Empower You can get to the point where we can host yeah. panel discussion, oh yeah. my god, that is literally, oh, that's literally what I'm working towards. Like, I want that yeah. for our people. We deserve it. Like, I'm like, we need these conversations yeah. for the people. Yeah. No, that would be amazing. Yeah. So, as you said, knowing that Caribbean excellence, knowing that, like, I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, Something I'm also doing is going to be negotiating my offers and like also asking for more money. Um, so I'm like, look, this is what I'm bringing to the table. These are the other schools that want me. You know, what can you do for me? So I'm excited. In the end. it's still a couple more months before I know um, where exactly I'm going. Um, but I'm gonna share it all. I'm gonna share these schools because um, it has been, yeah, it's been a pretty amazing. <laughs> I know. I'm like excited to see the list because I'm like, I know. I'm like you. Like if I were a university, I would be desperate to catch you. I'd be like, ooh, that one. <laughs> that one we need that one like you Mm -hmm. are just like like you said like you are an incredible candidate to have in any program like they would be so lucky to have you just because of who you are and what you represent you know what I mean and like even me like I play down my power and I have to be like nah like you need to recognize like who you are and what you represent for your people and it's like owning that and showing them the value because like we as St. Martiners know like St. Martiners know how incredible you are. It's showing mm-hmm. the rest of the world who have been sleeping on us to wake the hell up because we ain't here to play games, you know? Like yeah. we here to Literally. change the world. Like we're here to do great things to because it's that is who we are. Like that is just who we, we are. are. We're amazing. I love it. I hope anyone that's listening, like that's the main takeaway. It's like, do you want to know how to be great? Like be yourself, your true self, your St. Martin self, like <laughs> all of that. I'm like, all I did with this whole med school thing is like, I literally just told my story and I showed up and I was myself. Um, there was no t- tricks. There was no like shadow or like window. I was trying to hide behind, trying to be someone else. I'm like, just being yourself, like that really takes you far. 